You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the Group Practice Exchange for $100 off your first month. Hey everyone, today I am sharing a clip from the Exchange Membership training that uh, happened actually a while ago, but if you're an Exchange member, you can watch the whole training inside the membership site in the library. But this clip is from a training that Tiffany McLean from Hey Tiffany did on money mindset. And I really loved this training. And so we unarchived it and pulled out a clip so that we can put it onto the podcast for you guys to listen to. Um, But she essentially is talking about money mindset issues as practitioners and as group practice owners. And so I think a lot of you are going to be able to relate to what she's going to talk about in this clip. So let's take a listen. Okay. So here's what you guys are saying. Oh, but what about my employees? Right? What about my associates? So when I say put your needs first, it's not uncommon for therapists to get uh, group owners included, whether you're seeing clients or not seeing clients, to get into some form of like, emotional septic shock and freak out. Oh my gosh, what about my what about my people, right? So just like you've heard about in when you're on a plane or when you listen to the Virgin America song, uh, where they're doo-wopping, where they talk about you gotta put your mask on first before offering assistance to other people, it's the same with your group practice. So we're gonna talk about some of the ways that it's um uh, goes almost against our very nature to think of our needs first, personally and professionally, why that is and also why it's vital that we do it anyway, even though it's hard for us. So um, there was a study done in the 80s by this woman, uh, E. Lasky, I think her name was Ellen, and she found out that 62% of therapists come from uh, a lower socioeconomic class than their parents. This should be parents, not present. Oh yeah, present one compared to 55% of people from other professions. So if you're um, a lawyer, a doctor, or you know, some other profession like that, likely your parents were professionals too or had a similar level of education or professional identity. For therapists, you're actually much more likely to be upwardly mobile. So you're going to be, you have maybe working class family, blue collar parents, you know, the people around you were working class. So you're the first to get to this particular place in your education or your professional career. That tends to be the trend. 
Uh, as of 1981, only 26% of clinical psychologists were women, only 3% were black or Latino. And back then, if you were gay or homosexual, you were considered, that was considered a mental illness or problem, right? So we're actually, this is the first generation where women and minorities are uh, uh, considered uh, mental health professionals. Up until now, we've been givers or caretakers just because that's what we're supposed to do. We haven't gotten paid for it and we haven't been recognized for it professionally. So in both of these cases, there's a cultural, uh, um, familiar, and also a, so a social reinforcement of uh, we should be helpers because that's just who we are and we should give for free. Uh, the idea of getting paid for what we do, the actually thinking about the work we do as a valuable service to people that we ought to earn money for, that's new. And so a lot of us wrestle both with our internal struggles around it and also cultural and social reinforcement that we shouldn't get paid or what we're doing is not actually valuable. It's not actually work. And this is also reinforced um, in terms of personality structure. So this woman also found that therapists more than um, their siblings or other people in their family, they were um, the confidant in the family. They were the keep peacekeeper in the family. They were parentified often. So we often think about, or at least I have, um, we think therapists come from trauma, and that's kind of the, the factor that we have in common. But that's actually not true. That's not what this person found. She found that actually it was this uh, um, role as the caretaker in the family. So again, it's um, this idea that we got our intrinsic value in the family. Our worth came from kind of negotiating these family conflicts and even crossing this generational divide. So we somehow became the uh, caretaker of our parents. Uh, so even then, we were getting paid for that. We actually got our value from that. So it's hard for us to imagine, oh, we're actually doing work that we should get paid for. Right. Um, so it comes from, right, uh, class, uh, um, society and culture, and then also our family roles. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us have this idea of we're givers, we just do it. And that's actually not a way to create a sustainable business. It's not something you, unless you're like Mother Teresa, I don't know how she was able to do that, but she somehow had this selfless role as a giver her yeah. whole life. Yeah. yeah. Most people can't do that. No. That's, that's unsustainable. I think that's what makes her Mother Teresa. <laughs> if that was normal, her name would mean nothing. <laughs> right. She'd just be Teresa. Right. Who's Teresa? <laughs> that's right. So there are consequences of neglecting your needs. There are personal consequences like burnout, overwhelm, stress, lack of physical health. You guys know about this. I hear about therapists saying this all the time. I imagine group owners, is this a similar thing group owners talk about? Uh, yeah, because there's the stress of not only seeing our clients and that normal uh, burnout that happens with seeing clients, but also managing staff and managing many staff who all have different expectations, all want different things all may or may not align with what our business vision is. And then on top of that, taking the business as a whole and making sure that you're running it in a way that is sustainable and allows growth. So yeah, stress uh, is normal. This <laughs> took what I normally did and like made it exponential. So yeah, gosh, so all this kind of stress way over and above the therapists that I often work with who are mm -hmm. just dealing with their client caseload. Yeah. So we can take all of these things, uh, the clinical implications, some resentment and envy towards our clients and associates. So for you guys, have feelings of envy or resentment towards your associates, missing transference or counter-transference information, uh, boundary violations, unsustainable business practices, acting out. If we're neglecting our needs, these kind of things can happen. Yeah. And what I see with the resentment uh, towards clinicians or associates or, or, or clinicians um, comes often in the beginning um, when group practice owners 
are taking in less money than their, their associates are. And they see like wow. at, at, in, in January when they're giving the, their yearly, you know, tax stubs, they see that their clinician made, you know, 85,000 working part-time while they brought home like, you know, 35,000 trying to set up the group practice. Yeah. So that, that's a pretty common um, occurrence is, is having in, in the beginning of starting a group practice those first couple of years is feeling really resentful that their clinicians, you know, get to bring home a good pay while um, they're still trying to reinvest their money back into the business to help it grow or to, you know, pay for things that were unexpected. Um, which is why the book Profit First is so good yes. and it aligns so well I'm a profiteer like 100% because it's all about you take a profit first. You, wow. you put on your own mask, as you said. You put on your own mask first and then you help. You know, you help the others. Then you help your clinicians grow. I love this. I don't have that as a resource at the end of that, but I absolutely would say if you haven't read that book, if you haven't taken Marine's advice, so read it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So also this thing around resentment and envy, that's, we're going to get into the feeling later but that's really interesting I hadn't thought about that aspect for group owners and then I'm also thinking I had been thinking more down the road when you're actually starting to make a good income and your associates may be frustrated or envious that you are and you're like I put in all this work you don't know how many years I put into this without making anything right so all that stuff comes up yeah that definitely comes up uh with time too that's the other end of the pendulum um where then when a, a group owner, it looks like they're making a lot or they are, um, that then clinicians feel like, you know, they're taking my money, you know? Oh my God. Um, so that's a hard... To get into this. Yes, it's fun. Okay. <laughs> wow. This is so... So you can imagine, and you've seen it, if you're not taking care of your needs, if you're not following something like Profit First, you're not going to be able to relate to your own clients or your associates or employees in a way that's effective because you'll be drowning in all of these feelings. And then also in the meantime, not able to make ends meet. So all these things get in the way if you're neglecting your needs. Yeah. Uh, family. If folks have families, whether you have your own kids or you're in a relationship or even just other friendships, other things get neglected. Again, if you're overwhelmed and burnt out, all these other things are happening. Uh, um, you're not actually able to show up fully to these other relationships. And then finally, this is one that's really important to me. Um, you're reinforcing a system. If you're not taking care of your needs, you're reinforcing a system where helpers, particularly women and minorities, are underpaid and undervalued for the work we do. So you're actually setting up a system where the system is already against us, and then you're setting that up in your own life as well. So I, I really advocate, like, start with yourself, change the system by starting with how you run your business, uh, how you run your practice, and then it trickles down to how you're engaging with your employees. Yep. Okay. So I feel like there's so much that we can unpack from this. And one of the things that I really want to pull from specifically from that training was this idea of resentment as group practice owners. We all know the um, historical expectation, uh, things that we learned in grad school that we're doing this as therapists to help other people. It's not meant to be a thing where we make a lot of money. We all have had that training and have been taught that in grad school. But I want to focus on really what this means for us as group practice owners and how this money mindset issue really um, kind of seeps into business ownership. And where we see it really the most, and we talk a little bit about it um, in this clip, is this idea of resentment that group owners have towards their employees or their staff. And oftentimes it, it starts right from the beginning because 
Um, as most of you know, when you first start your group practice, it can take uh, a while, a few years even, for some group practice owners to get to a point of profitability where they can really pay themselves. And so this initial point of resentment um, starts to happen when they see and are paying their employees and see what their employees are making while they themselves are not able to um, take a payroll. And you know, this whole idea of uh, money mindset is really intertwined with how we um, kind of prioritize ourselves as business owners and prioritize money in general. And typically, business owners look at paying their employees, paying their expenses, paying for everything, and then taking what's left over for ourselves for payroll. And what ends up happening is oftentimes is when we focus on paying everything else out in the business before ourselves, we end up with maybe nothing left to actually pay ourselves with. And so this um, mindset of really shifting, and and Tiffany talks about this in in the clip, of like putting your, um, similar to in an airplane, you know, you put your mask on first before you put on the mask of someone else um, if the plane's going down, right? And so similarly with our businesses, to make sure that our business is sustainable and can actually outlive us, we want to make sure that we're putting our own masks on first so that we actually have the energy, finances, and ability to keep the business going and to keep our employees employed. And so a really good tool is the Profit First book. And I know we've talked about this a ton. There's a ton of trainings on it. But that is really the model that helped me shift my dynamic from pay staff, pay for all the operating expenses, pay taxes, and whatever's left, if there is anything, pay myself, to profit first. Pay yourself first and then divvy up percentages towards operating expenses, payroll, um, and taxes and all those things so that it forces you essentially to learn how to better manage your money and in turn another money mindset issue this connects with is overpaying people uh, and often happens in our industry because you know we're caretakers and we want to ensure that people are paid well and sometimes can do that at the expense of actually being able to operate the business long term and profit first kind of turns that emotional piece into um a a literal process for ensuring that a business can sustain. And so I really appreciated this training with Tiffany because she talks a lot about how our own money mindset issues can kind of overtake our business practices in a way that we can end up harming our businesses um, if we're not really paying attention to it. So If you want to watch the whole training, it's inside the exchange, which is at members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com. You can join that video along with hundreds of other videos and trainings is inside there. I'd love to see you and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join The Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.